Shalom, shalom. Just making sure I've got audio here coming through. Yes, shalom, shalom, and blessings. Hug uh, as we are getting ready for Passover this evening here in Israel. I wasn't able to record yesterday, just still feeling um, this upper respiratory and exhaustion uh, following COVID. So I appreciate your prayers. And uh, we press through the deliverance of Yahovah. We know that our God is able. Hallelujah. But I wanted to take a moment and just come on and share with you from Exodus chapter 3, uh, just to share a few verses of encouragement as you come into uh, this day of Passover. Hallelujah. Depending on where you're watching from as well, we've got Esther down under. Good to see you, Esther. Uh, hugs and air to you. And we've got uh, Joji with us as well. Welcome. Thank Thanks for joining with us. Hope I pronounced your name properly. If you are tuning in, just write in the comments section. Let us know where you're watching from. It's always a blessing to see where people are. If you're listening on podcast, thanks for joining with us on the podcast platform. You can email us, Kenny at bulldozeoffaith.com. You can also see it in the description of the podcast that you're watching in. We'd love to hear from you, and I hope these um, uh, audio and video messages are a blessing to you in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. All right, let's take a moment to pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for the blessings of the feasts, that they are the feasts of the Lord, not the feasts of the Jews, that you have called us all as the body of Messiah to walk in your feasts and see the victory that you have uh, prepared in advance for us. So, Father, as we take time in the Word, I pray you minister to us, you bring forth words of encouragement to us, and we just proclaim your victory over our lives in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. So tonight, uh, or today, what I wanted to, to share on is when Elohim delivers, when God delivers. And that's really what I want to look at this evening as we go through the Passover meal, the Seder time, and uh, we come together as a family. What are we doing? We are lifting up the name of Yehovah. We are recognizing the victory of our Elohim, that God has gone before us, that he has prepared the way before us, that he has brought forth deliverance, that he has conquered all of the known gods of this world, he has called, conquered Hasatan. He has destroyed the works of Satan. And for that, we shout victory. So there's no challenge that you face. There's no difficulty that I face today that uh, we cannot overcome in the name of Yeshua. So we start this time by shouting the victory that we have in Yeshua. We recognize who he is. And, you know, it's so important that we, as we look at Passover and, uh, you know, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, what a blessing it is. And in 1 Corinthians, let's just turn it there uh, quickly before uh, we start. 1 Corinthians um, chapter 5. And I just want to read a few verses here. It says in verse 7, Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast as you really are. For Messiah, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with the bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. 
Hallelujah. Then the next portion of that scripture goes on about dealing with your flesh. You know, you can't walk in the ways of the flesh. We want to be cleansed. We want to be clean. But we have a job to do in this feast time. And it's very important that we take it serious. And, you know, and we have that reset button. Uh, you know, we like to switch our phones off to deal with the cash on our phones. We shut our computers down. We restart our computers. And as we come to the time of the feast, we get into the heartbeat of Yehovah. We press in to align our lives. We have a job to do. We, we, we make a decision. You know, I'm not going to live in the old leaven, in that old lump. I want to be um, purified in Messiah. And that's what we stand upon. So what I want to do is I want to talk about you know, <clears throat> the deliverance of Yahovah, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through right now, I've got news for you. The, the prayers that you are praying, uh, praying right now, the cries that you are making before Yahovah, He wants you to know that He hears your cries. He hears you if you're in the place of despair. He hears you in the place of brokenness. He is a God who brings forth His restoration and brings forth His deliverance. And Moses, he is the deliverer of the deliverers. So we know what takes place um, in the previous uh, few chapters in Exodus. We talk about the birth of Moshe, Moses, and you know what he goes through, how he ends up in Pharaoh's house. Then when he becomes 40, he recognizes his calling and his identity and who he is. And then he takes it into his own hands on how he's going to deal with it. And he kills one of the Egyptian uh, soldiers, and he ends up on the run into the land of the Midianites. At 40 years old, he gets to the land of the Midianites with his father-in-law. Uh, you know, we've got two names uh, for his father-in-law, Ruel, as we see in chapter 2. And then we see Jephro from this first verse as we come in to chapter 3. But here he is living in the land of Midian for 40 years. He's in that place where he's like... Uh, you know, has he forgotten his call? You know, has he forgotten who he is? And, you know, here we're at that place of the call of Moshe when, when Yehovah calls his name. And, you know, I want you to know, you know, Elohim can do more in five minutes in your life than you can do in an entire lifetime. And I want you to be encouraged in that. You know, what's important is that we don't make things happen in our own way. Because we see Moses, he did that. He thought, I'm the deliverer of the, the Israelites and he killed the Egyptian. He's trying to do it his way. Don't make uh, things happen in your way. Wait on the call. Wait on the timing of the Spirit. And it's very significant that we see, uh, even through the mistakes of Moses, even through the challenges of his life. And, you know, we also will see as we go through this chapter a little how much Moses feels disconnected from the call of Elohim, but it doesn't dismiss who he is. You know, we have a lot of people who want to name it and claim it. Just be positive if you're sick. Don't say you're sick. Oh, that is, that's not a statement of faith, you know? And you've got this whole faith movement, um, uh, hyper uh, um, uh, doctrine that wants to teach you, if you just fake it, 
till you make it, you're going to get there. If you just say all the right things, everything's going to come to pass. And yes, we have to be real with ourselves. We have to be real with the word of Yahovah, what the Holy Spirit is speaking into our lives. But we also have to wait patiently before him that he will open up the doors before us, that he will make a way. And in the process of that, we want to be diligent in seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. So we don't just go through life just saying, well, you know, God knows where I am. And, you know, he'll just find me and everything will be okay. No, we are called to pursue him. So anyway, let's read in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moshe was tending the flock of Jephro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And that's quite an interesting statement. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't say here that he's the priest of a foreign god. That's not necessarily what is being said here. There's not really any evidence of what's been written into this. But maybe he was a priest before Yahovah. We don't know uh, because we do see other scriptures which actually outlines that um, Jephro knew the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So anyway, we can come back to that maybe in another session. So he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of Elohim. So we see Moshe, he's out, he's diligent in his job, and he's leading the sheep as a shepherd into the the outer parts of the wilderness, into the furthest parts, uh, depending on what translation you're uh, reading from, the far side of the wilderness. He is pressing out. Why? He's looking for food. He's looking for uh, those little uh, clumps to of grass that rise up because of the morning dew in the midst of the desert. He's looking to bring the provision to the sheep. And in his searching and in his pressing, something happens. Verse 2, then the angel of Yehovah appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. So Moses, he sees this, and though the bush was on fire, it didn't burn up. And many times when we read about fire within the scripture, we read about judgment, we read about destruction, and here's this fire uh, that's appearing, and Moses is intrigued with what's before him, and he's looking at this, and he sees the flames, but the Bush is not being consumed. So he's recognizing this is a supernatural moment. Something is happening. This is supernatural. And we want to be careful to identify those supernatural moments that the Father has for you and for me. And what I love about this story of what we're reading up to, it's the call, it's the deliverance, but there's a bigger picture behind what is before us right now. He sees this bush that is burning. It's on fire. So Moses, he thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. He is inquiring. He's identifying something is happening, and I need to uh, discover the revelation of what is behind this supernatural 
moments. And we too need to be those that are pressing in, discovering what's behind the supernatural manifestations that happen within our lives. And, you know, this doesn't mean that every little act or thing that happens that we spiritualize everything, you know, uh, that's not what it's saying here. But this is an event that's taken place in front of him that is supernatural. He's identifying this is not normal. And, you know, it was normal for Bushis just to burst into flames in the wilderness because of the extreme heat that would happen. But here's a bush that is burning and not being consumed. So he goes over, verse 4, and when Yehovah saw that he had gone over to look, Elohim called to him from within the bush, Moshe, Moshe. He called to him from within the bush, and Moshe says, here I am. And I love what it says in verse 5. He says, don't come any closer, Elohim said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. He didn't say the place where you are standing is a holy land. You know, he's saying this place that you're standing is holy ground, Adama. And, and it's relating to that, that uh, ground from which Adam was formed. You have come out of this ground. I am the creator of the universe. You are that of which is created. The place where you are standing is holy ground. Take off your sandals. You know, and, uh, you know, what we see is we see the command of Yehovah. Is Moses going to walk in obedience? Is he going to follow the instruction of Yehovah? Because this is all happening at Mount Horeb or Mount Sinai. This is the place where the instructions of Yehovah come forth. And here is an instruction to Moses. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Verse 6, then he said, I am the Elohim of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, of Yaakov. Now, what's so powerful about this? He is proclaiming, I am the Elohim of covenants. I have made a covenant promise before Abraham, before Isaac, before Jacob. Hallelujah. This is who is speaking to you, Moses. This is the covenant-keeping God, the creator of the universe. At this, Moshe, he hid his face. He hid his face because he was afraid to look at Elohim. All of a sudden, when he, he recognized he was in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. He recognized that, uh, you know, in that presence, that holy place, the glory of Yehovah, he's instantly convicted of his sins, of his failings. They are before him. He, he hides his face. He recognizes who he is before Yehovah, and he knows that he is nothing before him. Yehovah says to him, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. And Moses, in the midst of all of this, when he is recognizing where he's 
standing. You know, look how uh, Yahovah is ministering to him. He's not saying, now here, here, Moses, it's okay. You know, everything's fine. He, he gets right to the point. Why? He knows that Moshe knows who he is. That he is the one who was in that uh, basket. He was the one who was brought up in Pharaoh's house. That he was, uh, he had already received the communication that you will be the deliverer of the children of Israel. You will bring them out of slavery. The promises to Abraham, as we see in Genesis chapter 12, you know, what do we see there? You know, you're going to receive this promise in 15. You're going to see this promise, but it's not for you. Abraham it is for four generations down the road. Your your descendants will go into uh, a place of slavery and I will bring them out. I will deliver them. I'm going to send your people into a position where I will take on the gods of the world. I will take on the principalities that are manifested within the earth and I will overcome. My kingdom will manifest and my deliverance will come forth. And just as the deliverance came forth for the children of Israel, hear the word of Yehovah. Your deliverance is already settled. And it is sure, so you don't need to be in a place of hopelessness or a place of despair. My God is able to do what he said he would do. He will make a way. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If you are in the faith, in Messiah, your father is Abraham. You are connected to the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's your inheritance. It's my inheritance. I've seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them cry out because of the slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of who? The Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the, the Haviites, the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. So here we see the angel of the Lord that who is in speaking to Moses in the bush. And who is the angel of the Lord? It's Yeshua the Mashiach. It's Yeshua the Messiah speaking to him, proclaiming, you know, I am calling you. And I love the response of what takes place when he says, you know, so now go, I'm sending you. Go, I'm sending you. And what's Moses' response to this go, I'm sending you? Well, this takes a little bit of time to unfold because the first thing that takes place is he starts identifying who he is in the flesh. And he's looking at himself. He's looking at the word of Yahovah. And he looks back at himself. He's looking at the word of Yahovah. He looks back at himself five times times he looks at himself in the midst of the words and the first one's verse 11 and Moshe said to Elohim who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt who am I and what we've got to do is we've got to recognize it's not about 
who we are. It's not about who am I. We've got to see in light of who Yahovah is, not in light of who we are. And what's the response that we see? Elohim says, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You will worship Elohim on this mountain. Hallelujah. I'm calling you from this place. I'm sending you forth to bring deliverance. You will bring my people back to this place. And then we're going to have a worship party. Hallelujah. Why? Because my word will come to pass. It will not be void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent. You know, this is the deliverance of Yahovah, the deliverance that he is speaking over your life, the transformation that he's speaking over your life. So as we go through Pesach, as we go through the Passover celebration, what are we doing? We are recognizing what Elohim has done in the past. We're recognizing what he's doing today, but we also recognize the future of where we are headed. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring you back to this place and you're going to worship. I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to help you to recognize. Look what Yahovah has done for you. Look what he has done through you. I am calling you. I am sending you, says Yahovah. May we receive that word over each and every one of our lives as well. Verse 13, you know, this is the second point where, you know, what's Moses doing here? He's trying to find and create excuses over the word of Yahovah. Moses says to Yahovah, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the Elohim of your fathers has sent me to you and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? You know, and Elohim has been patient with Moses through all of this. What shall I tell them? Elohim says to Moshe, I am who I am. Now, when we, when we look at the, the breakdown of, of uh, this, where he says, I am who I am, the literal translation says, I will be what I will be. So, you know, he's not speaking in present tense. I will be, as you go, I will be. He's speaking about the future. You know, I, I have no beginning. I have no end. I am the creator. I uh, am uh, self-existence. You know, he's delivering who he is. I will be whom I will be. You know, you step out and trust me. You will see my hand. You will see my deliverance. I am who I am. I will be who I will be. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. Verse 15, Elohim said to Moshe, say to the Israelites, Yehovah, the Elohim of your fathers, the God of Abram, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generations. So already what are we seeing in this portion of scripture? He's he's not saying I'm just going to give you a five minute deliverance. He's not saying I'm going to take this generation now. He's basically saying, he says, listen, you know, there is a covenant. 
with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the God who is sending you. My name is forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. I have a covenant with you. I will never let you go, says Yahovah. Go assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, Yehovah, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appeared to me and said, I have watched over you, and I have seen what has been done to you in Egypt, and I have promised to bring you up out of your misery in Egypt into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the Haveites, the Jebusites, I also like to add in the cellulites, you know, just as an extra one there. A land flowing with milk and honey. But there's something important we see in verse 16 to verse 18 that I want to point out. Number one, Elohim says, go assemble the elders. So in Goshen, in the, in the land of Egypt, even in the midst of slavery, still there's an eldership. There's, there's um, a, an, an organized way in which the children of Israel are um, uh, living, operating within the land of Egypt, even under uh, the slavery and everything that's going on. And it's so much easier that when you can go to the leaders of the people and bring forth the word that, you know, we can get a place of agreement so that they can walk together. Hallelujah. So verse 18, the elders of Israel will listen to you. Then you and the elders are to go to the king of Egypt and say to them, Yehovah, the Elohim of the Hebrews has met us let us take three days' journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to Yehovah. Now, um, let's have a look at where it says that. Yeah, uh, three-day journey to the desert to offer sacrifice to Yehovah our Elohim. Why, why is he saying take a three-day journey? Because, you know, you've got to realize that they want to sacrifice lambs. They want to... They, they want to sacrifice animals before Yehovah. This would be offensive to the gods of Egypt and to Pharaoh. So they wanted to go three days away so that they could worship. Verse 19, But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and I will strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, he will let you go. Wow. There's a work, there's a job that's before us. So as we go through celebrating Passover, as we rejoice in Yehovah, recognize that, you know, it's there's a battle. You've got to deal with spiritual warfare against the principalities of this dark age. And that should be our number one priority. How are we praying into things? How are we warring into things? Do you want to see the victory? Press in in the spirit and see the victory of Yehovah. And I will make the Egyptians favorable, uh, dispo uh, disposed towards the people so that they will leave you. Uh, you'll not go empty-handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and every woman living in their house for articles of silver and gold and for clothing which you will put on your sons and daughters and you will plunder the Egyptians. 
So I love what it says when uh, the king, when when he says, "You go to before Pharaoh, and you say, let my people go.'" You know, in some translations it says, "Please, will you let my people go?" And that's the word that you see later of how they go before Pharaoh. Please, will you let my people go? Being polite. But there comes a time when the wrath of Yehovah will come against the assignments of the enemy and destroy the hindrances, the blockages towards your walk, towards what? The will of Yehovah. Listen, you don't serve God just so that you can have a good life and be blessed. You serve Yehovah to serve His priority, His will, His purpose. We apply His will and His purpose to our lives. So if you're watching right now and you've been caught up in the pagan festival of Ishtar, Easter, hear the word of Yehovah. We are called to celebrate the feasts of Yehovah. We should be reunited with uh, 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 Passover and the feasts of Yehovah, that we will be established in who He is, that we will walk in His ways. So I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with this word. I just wanted to share with you uh, just a, a few words of encouragement that we see in Exodus chapter 3 as uh, you celebrate Pesach, this Passover and unleavened bread. Cleanse out the old leaven. You know, uh, we should have been in preparation before this day, but even through this next week, let's be people who are saying to the Father, you know, I want to recognize who you are, Yeshua, in my life. I'm not going to live in the ways of the world that you see in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. No, I recognize Yeshua, Messiah. You are my Passover lamb. You have been sacrificed for me. You have given me hope. You have given me deliverance. Oh, hallelujah, we bless your holy name. Hallelujah. If you've been blessed and encouraged with this word and you want to uh, email testimony, you can send it to Kenny at bulldozeoffaith.com. If you want to stand with the ministry and support us in the work that we do, you can make a donation at bulldozeoffaith.com. We thank you to everyone who does stand with our ministry. Uh, you are vital in us being able to reach out and make a difference for the kingdom. And if you want to join us in supporting our work, hallelujah. What are you sowing into? You're sowing into the lives of others. And that's what we want to be about. We want to be about his kingdom work, about his will. May your kingdom come, Yehovah. May your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Have a blessed Pesach from our home to your home. And have a, a wonderful week of unleavened bread. May you experience the richness and the glory of Yehovah over your life and over your family in Yeshua's name. Until next time, shalom. Shalom.